I remember coming home and I would come home to visit and I would just be like, the city just looks like, it's just like, just like chocolates and like diversity and you know, like just so many different colors on the street. And I walk down the street in Santa Barbara and it's just like the same walking past me all the time. Like some kind of, I don't know, weird movie where everybody looks the same. That was photographer Chloe Jackman. I'm Jeff. And this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from photographers, comedians, activists, and San Franciscans from all walks of life, telling stories, sharing personal histories, and trying to put into words what makes this city so special. Welcome to episode 49, part one. Chloe grew up in a few different neighborhoods in SF in the 80s and 90s. In this podcast, she takes us through her childhood including when she left for school in Santa Barbara and realized how good we have it here in the city. Chloe will be our last storyteller this season. After part two, which drops Thursday, Michelle and I will take a short break as we get ready for season three and our launch party on January 11, 2020. Please save that date and stay tuned for more details. And a big thanks to everyone who helped us produce what we consider to be a very successful season two. Here's Chloe. Um, no, actually, what's funny is uh, I was born at St. Luke's Hospital, which is now CPMC or whoever the hell bought it. Um, and like twice as big as it used to be. Right? Yeah, right. But St. Luke's, you know, I used to drive by that hospital all the time. My husband was actually born there a year, 50 weeks before me, was born in the same hospital. Um, just to check the place out, make sure yeah, it's just, safe. Just making sure it was all good for me. Um, yeah, so I was, my parents lived in uh, Bernal Heights back then, bought their first home for $50,000. $49,000. Up um, on the hill? Up on, up, up on Cortland. Mm-hmm. No. Prospect. Prospect. Oh, yeah. It hits Cortland. Yeah. Um, now we could probably be sitting on a $1.5 million At home if, had they not sold that. It's something that I still bring up to them occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, it's Star Wars figures. And for you, you're like, it's the $1.5 that, that one house that you guys could have held on to for what a car costs now. Yeah. Um, and then after shortly after I was born, they moved to Noe Valley. So we lived on Duncan Street between Dolores and Army. Dolores and not Army Guerrero intersect. Yeah, um, and I was raised there for a long time in Noe Valley. Um, great still on the sunny, live. still on the sunny, sunny side. side. And then we moved up to Mount Davidson, not the, <laughs> not sunny, the sunny side, side at all. <laughs> not the sunny side. <laughs> real, real so, foggy and cold. <laughs> so can we sh- can we start with some? Uh, do, do you remember Bernal at all? Don't remember Bernal. You're too young. No, okay. too young for that. I was like two when we moved from. Um, there to the other house. I remember okay. Duncan Street House really well. Long house, cool, like that. black and white tile floors in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good place to grow up. Backyard. I used to like help my mom garden and do all that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Walk to Twenty Fourth Street. Mm-hmm. Maybe we drive. It might have been a bit far of a walk. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we forgive you. Close to Church Street. I remember yeah. when Sister Act movie came out. There's that the church is over there. That Sister oh, Act yeah. was like, and I, oh, that's the church. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, what ages were you when you were there? Two to ten, I think. Oh, okay. So grade school. Yeah. Wow. Where I went to Rooftop. It's a great school. Okay. Up on Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. It was like a really hard school to get into. Mm-hmm. They got me in. 
Um, there's a song that I can still remember one line from. I'm going to sing it. I know. You're looking at me singing. <laughs> <laughs> Rooftop is a feeling where you can open any door. And then something else happens, and I don't remember. And it's like heart and happiness and all these other things. But yeah, um, it's a good school to go to. Uh, I liked that. And then I went to Aptis. And then I went to Thurgood. So it kind of like got progressively harder mm. for a mixed race kid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As, as I went through school. Yeah. Um, still in, still when you were in the, the, all in the city. Great. No, but still in grade school. No, levels, no. So or? rooftop was elementary school. And then we moved to Mount Davidson. And I ended up going to Aptis for middle school, mm. which is over off of Ocean. Huge okay. school. Um, and then I ended up Thurgood Marshall for high school. Okay. Um, Still, we were living up in Mount Davidson, okay. where we stayed until I went off to college. Right. Yeah. Anything else about uh, Noe Valley before we move on to into the clouds? I don't know. I just I liked. I just loved it over there. We had a fun street. I mean, it was just at this little market on the corner. I used to like take my little ten cents and go buy my um, like red vines. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Mitchell's was down the road. Right. Like it was just. It was like a sweet time. Would this have been 80s, 90s? 80s. Born in 82. Okay. Everybody can do the math on that. Yeah. Um, so late 80s, early 90s kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I used to like, I had my good 80s stuff going on back then. My mom, bless you mom, wasn't always so great at like knowing how to deal with a mixed girl's hair. Mm. Um, so I definitely had some funny hairstyles. Mm -hmm. She'll look back and say, I did a great job. And I was like, she did do a great job. First, all she knew there was no google or youtube or whatever oh, it was just mom. like figure it out but i can just remember i wore lots of like fun pastels layered all my colors it's like a whole situation <laughs> lots of like slouchy socks and like scrunchies and like side ponies and you know, it was a whole thing when i think of pastels especially wearing them it's like it's like we're afraid of color and we just tone it down tone down those reds and blues that's more white that's yeah. more white that's more white that's more white um, I'm sure they're going to make a comeback probably like when this podcast oh, yeah, comes out. Definitely. Everyone will be wearing. I think they're already on their way. Um, one thing that strikes me, so late 80s, early 90s, were, were you still in Noe when the 49ers were winning? See, I wasn't raised kinda, on the sports. You weren't raised I was on? not. My okay. husband was raised on the sports. I was not. My dad liked to watch like drag racing and like car stuff. So okay. like there was not, we didn't do like Super Bowl Sundays. There was... Oh. That's extreme. Yeah, like I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't yeah. know any about, and like I didn't know where the Giants played really until I started dating Mike. Like, because we started dating seventeen years ago. Wow. So he really, you know, our first Christmas, he bought me a giant shirt in a men's because he didn't know how to buy a woman's shirt, but he, he bought me a giant T-shirt, and I was like, cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but you were definitely there for '89 for the earthquake. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I was, memories of that. I was uh, playing Barbies in my bedroom with two of my Girl Scout friends, and my mom was vacuuming, and she actually thought the vacuum was like the earth. Like she thought that that was what was going on. Like she couldn't. She it took a minute to register, and she said she came like running back in the house, and our house was like swaying back and forth, and pictures are falling off the walls. And I think we, I had like a big. Like opening to my closet, so it had the big door frame in it. I think that we just like went and hid and like stood underneath the door frame because that's what you're told to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then my friends had like, we had to like wait for my my dad owned an automotive repair shop, still does own one, and so like this big fear that a car is gonna fall on you or whatever. And you know, I was I think I was listening to one of your other podcasts and you were talking about the earthquake, and it's crazy because power lines were down, but cell phones weren't really a thing. Like, how did you get? You know, I remember those. My two friends, 
were at my house for a long time because their parents were trying to get to them and couldn't call anybody and how did you find out what was happening mm-hmm. and but I feel like Noy Valley was a pretty safe like as far as like damage yeah mostly bedrock I feel yeah. like yeah and um I was not here but uh the impression I get is that it wasn't a super violent earthquake it just lasted a long time yeah it was like, like a lot of yeah a lot of this, this and you're like but also when you're in that you're like is it gonna get gnarly and is that gonna cut you know there's like like, that yeah because if you have too long to think about it (laughs) right you can almost get used to it yeah yeah Yeah. that's an interesting thing because like i i just remember it being hot and i remember playing barbies in the back Mm -hmm. i actually have heard someone say that i mean with hindsight because everything for them was okay and they're like yeah i just kind of like wrote it yeah almost like surfing you're just like this is kind of cool. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I'd have the composure to do that. Right. But. I definitely f- remember like being afraid of the bridge for a long time after that. Because it fell. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 Or like lots of things fell. It's, it's really interesting. I've been trying to, I'm kind of like a head in the clouds kind of person sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I like, as the city has been changing, like the highways and you know, the Fell Street entrance. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fully remember what that was like. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, how that whole area looked. Embarcadero Freeway. Yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. I was just always like, la, 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 like, having a good time. Even now, I don't know where the hell I'm going. Like, my best friend learned San Francisco because she just got in the car with me and I was like, okay, we're going to go here and I don't know how I'm going to get there and so you're going to see all these new streets and here we go. <laughs> and she was like, I basically got like a grid of the city because you never knew where you were going. Right. And I was like, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting because I can't really recall what it was like when the bridge fell. I just remember photos and videos and like, you know, looking at the atrocities of it now and mm-hmm. I, ugh, I can't even imagine. Right. You were pretty young <laughs> yeah. too. You didn't, have to, you didn't have to worry about how to get there. No. I don't remember any of that stuff, but it is weird to think about now as a, like a driver, right. how different the, the footprint of our city is. And how that whole half of the bridge was closed for a while. That's, yeah, I mean, I I'm can't like, imagine closing the bridge now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love BART. I usually take BART to Oakland, but imagine if everyone had to take BART to was Oakland. Was BART going on then? I think, I think, you know, they had to take like a couple of days off to make sure they're, they were cool. The, t- yeah. the tube was cool, and it was, and I think Even that's how, like... the bridge stuff fell... Well, the, just the top half of the bridge fell, fell onto, onto the, the bottom. The lower never fell. Right. That's what it was. It didn't... Okay. Yeah. The whole thing didn't, like, fall into the water. Because I was like, then Although, what happens if you're in the tunnel, and then the water, and... <laughs> yeah! I'm having, like, a panic attack just thinking about that. Like, I was like, it's like a scary Disclaimer, movie. we've got... Yeah. Um... Okay, well, moving on from 89, every, everyone, your house was okay, everything... Yeah, we were okay. Yeah. From do you have I siblings? Remember. I do. So I have a younger brother named Cody. Okay. Um, and I have an older half-sister named Brenda. And then I have a... You'll have to figure out how to... I have a... Um, we had a foster sister growing up. Okay. Um, so in a lot of ways, she's like another sister, too. Yeah. Um, so I guess you could say my other sister, Jennifer. So lots of kids in, in your in your house growing up. Yeah, but they were younger. Okay. A lot younger? Yeah, my brother's ten years younger than me. I was kinda of like the babysitter sister. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes, like I was I do. like that that age gap. Right. <laughs> right. Which, you know, makes you either love or hate your siblings. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, were you were you down for that or was it just yeah. like 
no choice in the matter. I mean, like, no choice. I think I probably made some money off of it, and it mm-hmm. helped me become a babysitter, which is, like, my first, like, entrepreneurial gig. You know? Oh. No, I take that back. Before that, I would buy bags of candy from Costco and sell them to people, yes. like the individuals. The problem with that plan was that I then ate most of the candy. You ate <laughs> Don't your get profits. high on your own supply. That was me. <laughs> yes. um, that was probably my first, like, entrepreneurial Like selling gig. candy at school, mm-hmm. mostly? So I'd, like, get the big bags. We'd have, like, the bubble gum and, like, mm-hmm. little pieces of chocolate or whatever. And I'd be like, this is five cents. This is ten cents. Like... I'd, or I'd get like the bag that had like the Snickers and the Skittles and all yeah. that other stuff and sell that for like 25 cents each and so do all the math. So between babysitting and selling candy that you didn't eat, um, <laughs> how much, what did you do with that money? Because like, m- money Probably for a kid is... more candy. <laughs> oh, just reinvesting in your... Well, no, I mean, I'd probably put it in my piggy bank. Um... No arcades, movies, that kind of thing? Yeah, like I would go to movies or like save it up to buy something that I really wanted. Um, I, like, I like didn't like buy my first car with my candy sold. Oh, God. But um, I would, yeah, I'd use it to like, you know, have my like afternoon, go with my friends and like have lunch, go to the mall. Back yeah. when Stonetown was the place to be. Stonetown's, Stonetown's trying to make a comeback. I appreciate you, Stonetown. Yeah. It is very much like a nostalgic place, you know. Looks way different, though. Yeah, Feels totally. way different. Totally. I mean, I feel like Stonestown was either going to die or it was going to become some weird modern mall. And it yeah. became a weird <laughs> modern mall. It's like a kiosk every like two steps. Yes. Like It's just like there's like big hanging things in the middle of that mm-hmm. like entryway that used to just be so beautiful you'd walk mm-hmm. into. There's like an ice cream thing in the middle. And I'm like, that's where Santa Claus is supposed to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> OK. But um, going back to you being a kid, you, you that's that was like one of the things you did was go to the mall. Yeah. When we moved to Mount Davidson, I'd walk down to West Portal a lot. I spent a lot of time on West Portal. Okay. I liked West Portal. So this must have coincided with junior high, like you were talking about Aptos. Mm-hmm. And, and mm, then, the buck uh, teeth, the oily skin. Ooh. Oh, so puberty Yeah, puberty, man. <laughs> I got braces, too. Middle school is just like, middle school should just be like a wash. Like, you should just be able to just, like, erase it from existence. <laughs> or maybe that's when everyone should be homeschooled, because we smell. Yeah. You're smelly, you're confused. Horny and don't know what to do with it. Angry. Super pissed all the time. You're greasy, your teeth are crooked. Uh, Yeah, yeah, those photos were funny. Um, Do you have any memories from that era, though? Yeah, I think I got class clown. Okay. Yeah, definitely probably got class clown. I know in in school, at one point I got best smile, and another point I got class clown. I might have gotten class clown twice. Wow. Definitely was always getting trouble for talking in class. I was going to say, you're outgoing. You're budding. (laughs) I I was on the girls' basketball team in middle school, and I never got played because I spent all my time talking. That they were just like, she can stay on the team, but... She just sits on the bench because yeah. she just talks too damn much. She doesn't pay any attention. I wonder if they, like, they're like, well, we could just use her as like a pep tool or, or like, you know what I mean? Like no, I don't, think, I don't think anybody like went out of their way to harness my uh, over communicative, communicative skills. Yeah. Um, I started in band then too, which really made me cool. Playing what instrument? I think I st- my mom had a flute, so I used her vintage flute. And then I think... They transferred me. Then they changed me over to the piccolo, which is the, the tiny, tiny flute. flute. Yeah. yeah. And then I think it was still in middle school when I went to the baritone saxophone, oh, which that's... is the biggest saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. So I went from Big the switch. smallest to the biggest. Regular size instrument that you could put in your backpack to the smallest thing that you could put in your pocket to the biggest thing that you had to carry around with you and really look cool. Right. That and was I, high school or middle school? I started Junior. that in middle school and okay. I... I went through those other instruments, and I feel like part of that was in middle school, but it might have all been in high school. I definitely played the baritone saxophone in, mid- in high school, which okay. 
made me a fun target. Um, I, I mean, I think it's interesting for sure, but also, um, would you say like that's kind of the beginnings of your art, artistic? Yeah, expression? I used to. Um, I used to uh, take magazines. Like I would just like collect and hoard magazines and like rip all the pages out and make these crazy collages on my bedroom walls. Yes. Like I would cover the walls in these collages. I did it all the way up through college. Um, I feel like for a while I even like kept them rolled up when I left college. I was like, I gotta keep these for something. They have like inspiring words and whatever. Like I just loved doing that. So my mom always thought I was gonna do like magazine layout or something mm. in that mm-hmm. vein. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was into photography before I was born and then he got busy being a dad. Right, right. Um, so there's like, you know, that creative and my parents are entrepreneurs, like that whole thing just kind of runs in my blood. Um, so yeah, I was, you know, doing the music thing. I was doing the theater thing, you know, I had to find a way to channel my over talkingness. <laughs> <laughs> that was in high school as that well? was in high school. Okay. Maybe a little bit in middle school. Okay. I have bad recall these days because my fine. son wakes up a lot at night and keeps me from sleeping. That's fine. We're good. Um, yeah. Well, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're great. You're doing great. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, anything else about your high school and, and or living up in uh, Mount, Mount Davidson before we move on? I remember when the bus cost uh, 10 cents for kids. Just drop a dime in and, and roll. I think it was and 10, grab your transfer. 10 cents and adults were 25 cents. And I remember when they went to 35 cents for adults. Mm-hmm. I remember that because I used to take the bus uh, on the 23 up to my house. Wow. Yeah, and that's annoying because it's two coins. Yeah. 25 cents. You're done. But I feel like they might have given change at that point. They used Muni used to give change in their oh, really? fare box. Yeah. And now they're like, sorry, you well, got I don't extra? Even think take, I don't even think they take, they take cash anymore. Yeah, Honestly, right? they're like, like <laughs> got Apple Pay. You can't get on the bus unless you got Apple Pay. <laughs> don't even get me started. But yeah, um, that's that's awesome. So you so you rode the bus a little bit? Oh yeah, I rode the bus a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I mean, lines I, do you remember? And like, where, where? Twenty three and the forty three. The forty three I now realize goes everywhere. The forty three is Masonic. Yeah, it does, but that, and it does. Comes, it like, wraps all the up. way out here and like goes all the way out somewhere else like, absolutely and the 44 i took the 44 when i moved when I went to, um college college when i went to high school mm-hmm. um my dad would like fly down the hill and drop me off at the bottom of o'shaughnessy and then he'd go downtown to work and then i would take the 44 off to to school that was a rough bus yeah yeah definitely he- saw a lot of kids get like punked and jumped and it's a whole situation especially because mcateer used to be up there okay um where soda is and so the McAteer kids would be like on that bus and yeah, it was rough. Well, how did, what did you do? Just kind of lay low or? Kind of lay low. Cause yeah. it was like the gang mentality, you know, mm-hmm. they'd like mob it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There'd be like three or four people coming up on somebody and the bus drivers would yell, but you know, people don't listen to the bus drivers. Right. Um, yeah. So Muni was rough. Muni was rough. I mean, Muni was like an adventure. I kind of enjoy getting on it now, like as a. I don't have to do, do it. So like I, when I do it, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> There's a lot to see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so that takes us more or less through the end of high school. Did you, where did you go to college? UC Around? Santa Barbara. Okay. Which is quite a juxtaposition to Thurgood Marshall. I spent a lot of time in tears at Thurgood Marshall. Kids mm-hmm. were real mean to the mixed girl who sounded too white and had weird spots on her face and right. was in theater and band. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Were you getting it from like all angles kind of thing? I mean, or? there weren't. There was really only one angle because the school was uh, predominantly like brown. Okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Thurgood Marshall's big dream was to be a school that rivaled Lowell, mm-hmm. but was for the kids from specific zip codes. Okay. And they were, and I ta- I was talking to somebody the other day about it, and um, they wanted it to be, uh, you know, high credits, like a school that these kids could graduate from and like go to these great schools that people from Lowell were going to. Mm-hmm. The problem was is you put all the crabs in a bucket and... And then there's a lot of experiments put on us. Not like mm-hmm. weird science experiments, but like, let's try this program. Let's try that program. Social yeah. experiments. Um, sure. Let's try this curriculum and that curriculum. Um, and a lot of them just didn't work out. So I think I went into my freshman year class with 300 kids and 150 graduated. Whoa. Yeah. Yikes. But one amazing thing is my ninth grade English teacher, who gave me my first and only referral ever, um, is still one of my closest friends today. Awesome. <laughs> she married me and my husband. There you go. She was just here visiting the other day, taking care of, uh, helping me with Alonzo. Um, helped me get into college, helped me write my essays. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, high school sucked. Um, and you're saying you see Santa Barbara was, was a nice contrast to that. No, it was, a, or, it was a contrast in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. of lots of rich white people. Okay. A little too, <laughs> little too extreme. Yeah. I was like, Chloe, you couldn't find the middle ground. Right. I was just like, I wanted the complete opposite of what I had in high school. Did you do four years down there? I or? did four years. So um, that's all of my parents were like, you get four years. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to necessarily talk about your time there because mm-hmm. this isn't storied Santa Barbara, but, um, I think the time away and the contrast is like, is interesting because you came back. Yes. So I will say that, um, College was hard for its own slew of reasons and growing up and doing all that other shit and being in college. But um, it was really frustrating to be in such a wealthy, mm-hmm. white place. I remember coming home and I would come home to visit and I would just be like, the city just looks like, it's just like, it's just like chocolates and like diversity and, you know, like just so many different colors on the street. And I walk down the street in Santa Barbara and it's just like the same walking past me all the time like some kind of I don't know weird movie where everybody looks the same Stepford Wives yes um so it definitely made me appreciate San Francisco like I can remember being in like the dressing rooms and hearing white girls be like this my butt looks so big like I hate these jeans my butt looks so big and I wanted to like pull the curtain back I'm be like you need to go to San Francisco you need to go somewhere where your curves are appreciated because this stick figure bullshit (laughs) It's not good for my health or yours. Right. You're like, first of all, it's not. And second of all, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You need to go somewhere where you're appreciated. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it was, uh, I came back. I mean, I was also in love with my now husband. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to be back. I wanted to, you know, there was a beautiful thing. I met some of my closest friends at that school um, who are still my friends to this day. Mm -hmm. But. And it was beautiful. It was sunny all the time and there was beaches and, you know, we went to the beach all the time and rode bikes sure. and we partied our asses off. But I was like San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. What else besides um, that diversity that you're talking about and that, the flavor? Like what, what else about it were, were you like, that's where I need to be besides I don't know. Family. There's just, there's like this heartbeat of San Francisco. Do you know what I mean? I don't, and I, I feel like it's fading. I feel like I struggle sometimes to find it now, but, um, It's just interesting. That was Chloe Jackman. Join us Thursday when Chloe will talk about her return to San Francisco and becoming a full-time photographer. 
Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. You can find all episodes from both seasons on our website, storiedsf.com. While you're there, please help support what we do by going to our store page and choosing from several different pledge levels. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. And if you have any feedback for us, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.